you guys, this is another interview with another cool founder of Off The Record Podcast. What we're doing here is we're interviewing cool founders to talk about their journey, how they bootstrapped, how they raised money, how they got the idea to build their dream. And today we are here with Art Sheikh, who's a founder and a CEO of a company called Circle It. It's a new media tech that gives you an ability to send cards, media, and gifts to your loved ones across the time. Art, so nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Sergey, I'm excited to be here. So you just uh, yesterday, I think, did uh, your first TV appearance on Fox, and I've seen the post on LinkedIn. How was it? Um, I was nervous initially, but then uh, some of my friends was like, I'm like, this is my first TV interview. I, I, people have always told me I have the face for the radio. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was in the end, it was just fun. It's just uh, it goes really fast for any founders. I'll tell you, whenever these media people will tell you, you're on at 9.30, you won't be on at 9.30, it will be delayed and they will be just like, people will show up on your screen. Like I will, Sylvia Perez just shows up on my Zoom thing that they had shared with right. me. And I'm like, am I live already? She goes, no, 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 <laughs> this is me right now, but we're gonna be live in two seconds. <laughs> so it was fun. That's pretty cool. How it felt like two seconds, but the, the it was four minutes <laughs> right 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 i i watched some of it it was that was awesome so you got a company you're building next unicorn um and you're you're pretty confident about that i think you have a really cool idea about what you're trying to achieve why don't you tell tell us about what was this whole story that inspired you to create the start the company because i think that's really profound yeah, absolutely. And thank you for, for that opportunity. It's Circulate uh, is a communication core sense is a communication technology. Our sense of communication in Circulate is the, the being able to communicate and be there for your loved one should not end by the time when you move, when you die. It's things that needs to be happening for you between you and your family can go beyond life also. So that's that kind of approach we have at mm -hmm. Circulate. But I'll tell you the genesis of that is not every day one wakes up and says, I want to build this company that's going to do things after you die, right, for you and your loved ones. Um, Circulate comes from a very personal, and I, I get choked up all the time, so I'm going to try to again make say this thing with the least amount of <laughs> uh, crying here. But uh, my, when my dad in 2011 uh, wrote a series of letters to his kids, to me, my brothers and all, and ask everyone to do different things for him. For me, the task was a shoebox of memory arrives there. All the things as him being an avid camera, I mean, he loved taking for doing photography and he was one of the early adapters to a video camera. So he had mm -hmm. amazing footage. So he wanted to make sure a lot of that is preserved and he wanted his kids to be the ones making sure that the future generation nephews and nieces who are very young will have able to access that. So a lot of that thing came in, then things came in about things I need to do for my mom's 75th birthday on his behalf or the things that I have to do for my niece on his behalf. So between 2012 and 2016, I didn't think too much about it. This is what dad asked you to do. This is what I'm going to do. And during that time, uh, while I w all this thing was happening, I was also working for a company called Salesforce.com, which <laughs> knows a thing or two right. about technology and, and how the, the, the system and processes work together. So at that point, one day there was a literally like a light bulb for me to kind of go off on how actually I can accomplish this. 
So that was the time where what I wanted to get off my butt and basically take the human out of the equation. Because me as a human, as a delivery person is unreliable. I may or may not be there. So I wanted to actually build a technology that actually will take that custodian role for you and do things mm -hmm. for you. Because whether like it or not, sooner or later, we are all running out of time. Right. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty deep story actually. And, and you're right. Like coming up with that idea without something happening personally, it's difficult. It's like you have to have more reason than I think people will buy it. So very interesting thing that you're saying is that what, what I can tell you is the first thing as founders, when we start off, we have an idea, the people are like, let's go build this thing, right? All that things that we do. So in the start, we didn't even know what to build. <laughs> what, how do you send things in the future and make it all? So there's a lot of those key things that we learned early on that nobody else actually could vision this. So we had to build this thing, design this thing on own, my own. So if you can actually, when you look at circular technology um, from the App Store, Google Play, the entire design, right? Like the everything in the circular was designed on the front end by me. And then my team members have taken it, the UI, UX wise to the next level. But I had to come up with the solution for this problem myself. Nobody else could vision it. And that's where what I believe makes great founders versus the, the ones that will get, will have a hard time launching an idea. So I just took ownership of that. If this is my dad's dream, this is what he wanted to be done. So I'm the one only who's going to be able to solve and emotionally feel that. And before we talk about some other points for listeners are what is on the high level? How does the app work? What do, what do you, what do you need? What do you do as, as a user when you're new, you're signing up? Like what would, yeah. what would be the process like? We, we kind of build this thing. So it is as easy for a 20 year old or what's an, a 70 year old, right? Grandma. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the idea is they should be the ones who are able to use the technology. So the technology at the core just does one simple thing. You're able to create cards for your loved ones and be able to send on any future date. And if you don't know a future date, you decide on a milestone when my son gets married or when my daughter has a child, th these are the things I want them to get. And then technology will guarantee delivery at that point. And how do you, like, if you don't know a milestone, you just make a, I guess, best judgment call, or you, you decide on like, I want it to be on maybe 10 years from now or 15 years from now, if you don't know necessarily, no? No. So it's, that's where, uh, we have a lot of our patents around. So we have seven patents on this technology. And that was the first thing I would tell if you're going to build something, if you're going to take on something that you believe you can want to make, make that really big, find light legal guidance very early on the stage, because for a little guy like me getting copied in the future would kill me, destroy me. Mm -hmm. People like Ancestry and Hallmarks and Facebooks of the world and all can, they, they have a million times more budget than I ever will. So patents is a, is a founder's best friend is how I always say it. Like if you are building something special, get that thing. But the technology operates in this way. We, we have a product which is called Smart Cards. Smart cards basically gives you ability to give a circulate 
the cards you want to be delivered on the feature and then let the technology do the rest of the work so things like wedding no one knows a mom that is passing that right is passing cancer doesn't know when her daughter will get married or the grandfather doesn't know that so the technology says give it to us and we have our own ai and the validation engine where we validate and then we'll deliver that whether three five ten fifteen twenty years from now that's a cool concept. So you actually have the technology that looks at all sorts of data and, and all sorts of calendars and, and Facebook or whatever information is available online or on the phone. Uh, and then you are able to then slot at uh, that uh, card that was created way, way before. Yeah, so it, it's the most, the most beautiful thing is what happens is if both of the child and the mom and everyone is alive and they all have the phone, well, they both can be on the technology. So you can create a card for your child for the wedding. It will, they are, they are going to get a notification that's gonna say a card from a family member has been created for you for your wedding. So the child knows there is one card. Tomorrow, there may be another card from grandfather for his wedding. So ultimately all your loved one will create all these cards for you for in the future. That is all locked and it will only unlock when that moment arrives in the future. So the kid also, cool. or the person also, there's a level of anticipation in the technology when something is created for you, you know what's coming for you in the future. So you can see all your birthdays that the cards are there because that's what the technology wants to do. It wants to go to the father and say, for your child, create every birthday card. So at different times, it may mm -hmm. ask you to create his 50th birthday card. And if the technology is, it's gonna continue to work and learn and, and, and look at things that you do Want, want for your kid and want to get all those things because your kid may be three months old or three years old has 97 birthdays left whether we are there or not right so that's that's how it works it works in a very fun way but what happens in the background sergey is sooner or later we'll not be there and the value of that card for the child becomes so mm -hmm. big i've seen the reactions from my nephew and niece on how the joy it brings to them and what, and I know what else I have to deliver. So the joy it will bring to them in the future is just, un, there's nothing like it. That's pretty incredible, actually. Uh, but going back to your journey, Art, so you were working in Salesforce, you've been in Salesforce for a while. At what point you have started working on, working on the company? Yeah, so I did not, the 2017 is when I had the, I, 16, I had the idea. And I spent about six, nine months just not doing anything about it because um, the t t going on and building Circulate, we, at that time, we didn't even have the name Circulate. So just uh, just building this vision, okay, was a scary thing. <laughs> Self-doubt, all those things like, can I do this? Uh, do I really want to do this? How much money will it take? I mean, somebody said $50,000, so I wish that was true. <laughs> 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 now, not now. Looking backwards, right? Oh Jesus! Uh, so yeah, so I, 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 I'm, I'm saying this thing because a lot of the founders who are listening to me. You'll go through this in your life where you will look at it and say, "If I take this step, it changes my life completely." That's the type of step that happened for me once I decided to actually do something about it and hiring, learning, all the getting, going through the all the ups and downs as a C founder CEO. I've been doing this thing, circle it alone for three, three and a half some years. So I'm a, I'm a pro at it now. I've seen it 
a lot of the, the, the things that come at you. You probably assembled quite a few planes uh, while uh, you know trying to catch them before they hit the ground. Yeah, it's just, uh, I found out it's just the founders is, being a founder is about solving problems and doing it efficiently and making sure that uh, you can survive. You have longevity, you have enough money to be there for enough of time till help arrives. I always believe you build something of great value, people will come, mm -hmm. you money and everything comes, but it takes a while. It takes, it takes a lot longer. My team and all folks in the team, we earlier, we had thought like, we'll just build a MVP app, throw it in the marketplace. VCs will give us millions of dollars. Life will be great. We'll be on TV. So there was a rosy picture, but it takes, it's, it happens exactly like that. It just takes a lot of time and effort. Right. So you started, built an app in 2017. You are still in Salesforce. And how long did you stay at Salesforce until you actually went into doing it full time and you quit? Yeah, initially it was first thing is, uh, and this is a, one of the things I want to make sure that I uh, say, explain this so that a lot of, I get a lot of calls from aspiring founders who wants to ask like, what are the first things you do if, when you think about building something and they're like, they're all focused on developers. I have a developer friend and we can code this thing and all. I'm like, stop, please do not waste your money. Just stop for a second. Nothing should be going in development. Your first step is design. Until mm -hmm. you actually figure out what you want to deliver, how you want to deliver, development is the easier part. Even though my head of technology, Rafi Syed, will disagree. <laughs> uh, it's it's first needs to be the design and that experience it needs to be because everything else you will code them by the time you want to make changes and you realize you've been making mistakes, it's going to quadruple and amplify the mistakes and the dollars you're going to spend. So step one in anything is if the customer is going to interact with your software, then the experience, what, what do you want them to see? Well, that, that wireframing is extremely important as a step one. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. No, and you get like an MVP or I think um, one of the product managers we have interviewed, they said, it doesn't even matter what it looks like. It just has to eat the actual product. Product. Maybe even if you just like do it with your hands and, and customers get it, that's, that's, that's good enough. I, I, I mean, uh, nobody's paying me to shill this thing, but I'm a huge fan of Figma. Figma is their design software. If your founders get to know this thing, if you don't, you I can guarantee you somebody is gonna rip you off a lot of money for design and all that, and you won't know what to do. That is that really? This is how are they spending that much time or not? This is design in real time. But you, I can have my designing team designing, and me on the other hand being able to interactively see and follow through. Okay, because a lot of time and design, these designers aren't <laughs> cheap, right? So they. There's a certain way that they work. They'll work and they'll make certain mistakes at times mm -hmm. because in order to fix the mistake, you got to spend more hours. So there's all these techniques. So you as a founder needs to get comfortable with design part also, which is not part of your job to begin with. But if you are really building something, you, 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 you will touch a lot of important aspect of your business that you never thought you will because nobody yeah. else is going to care the way you do. Right, experience is super, super important. And how long, or uh, how long did you spend on part-time kind of working on uh, Circlet, like until you went into full-time? 
2017 through 2020, three years, because two years. first couple of years, we struggled a lot with the design part of it. We go, went in and hired design agencies, which gave us huge invoices. I'll tell you that. And right. it was really everything that was given was shit. Uh, it just, uh, that's the best way I can explain it. It was really horrible. Okay. So what we learned at that point is that none of these people can solve your problem. You, you just have to roll up your sleeve. So me getting in Figma was the first day of enlightenment. <laughs> From that mm -hmm. point onwards, a life changed because we had to, that's, there's certain ways complex things are built, has to be built in house first versus outside because two, three, $400 an hour, people charging you that they will give you like, oh, we spent 400 hours on this thing. You go like, and you got, give me what, four screens? That happens. So be careful. <laughs> and, and you're not, I assume you're not really an expert designer, but you had to like look into it to at, at first to be able to have something without paying like $100,000, $200,000. I, I have no design sense. Like I have no design skill set. So again, the founder's job is to, if nobody else, the help is not coming from the outside you will have to solve your own problem. So you'll have to do things you're not comfortable doing. And when you start doing that, that's when the winners will, 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 will emerge at that point. Hmm. Because this job of foundership brings you down to that point where you are by yourself in that ocean, right? Like, and you have to find that your way, pedal your way out of it. And, and, you, uh, and you, as a matter of fact, uh, when we spoke before, Art, you actually have said that you don't quite necessarily sign up for this co-founder model. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't quite, well, what's, what's, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? Because I think a lot of founders think that co-founder, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I, so number one thing is I, I'm not a believer in co-founder, but I'm a believer in a very strong team, okay? We have, we have 20 team members now. I mean, we were 17 two weeks ago, but yeah, just made some adding. So yeah, we have 20 mm -hmm. team members now globally but we are built like a family and a, and a very strong team so everyone has the we don't really pay attention to role what your titles are like if you ask a lot of my team members they don't know what each other's title is but everyone knows what each one does okay so they are all lego blocks they are all working together as as one team so co-founders to me is a lot of risk and you have to decide why do you want a co-founder do you want them what 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 do you want what is that you want first money if that's what it is in my situation, I wanted to bet on myself. My mentality was if circular goes into bust, I'm the only one who should be the one who sinks with that. Basically, nobody else should be financially impacted. That's my DNA. That's my, that's my character. So there's no, I, I am that risk taker. So my thought has always been, I'm going to bet on myself. And then I started building the team. So there was nothing co-founder about it because these are the things my dad did. I needed to build it. So it's just single founder, but given an opportunity, like I would not do co-founder because it just creates a lot of conflict. I mean, just, just go look at that social uh, Facebook movie, right? Like, I mean, Eduardo mm -hmm. and Zuckerberg, okay. They were roommates and the one was the CFO and their relationship blew up, right? All, so things will happen <laughs> in, in, in that scenario. So the, I, I always suggest if you, unless you really need a certain skill set you need people to come work for you for free like you may not be paying like there may be situations where you need right. to try not cut figure out why do you need a co-founder 
So, so one is one is money. But if let's say you have somebody who is, for example, a CTO, which is a pretty classic scenario, you are the founder who doesn't know how to build an app. You need somebody to actually build it, and you have a CTO. Is that is that a way that you would consider it? Like, or uh, it, it's again building an app is it's as my head of technology will disagree, but it's I mean <laughs> it's nowadays you can build apps very fast anywhere. Okay. But to build a product, that's where you need. So CTO right. and all those are all team members. To me, first of all, in the industry, we don't even have a CTO title. We have head of engineering because we're not grown up just yet. We're all mm -hmm. so higher for what you need for right now, basically, year one. CTOs, maybe four years from now, you need a CTO. Those people stay away because a lot of those high title people don't cannot translate that into work and the hours that a startup needs in the start. So right. I think from the said, titles, role players is what you need. And you said it, I think you said, don't over hire, don't get people who are too high caliber for your what you have right now because it just doesn't work and you like spend the money. That's the first mistake I made when I started uh, as a founder because corporate environment, like you look at and you bring in your marketing and you bring in your press and all those and you fill those seats and everyone works together. Great. Works in a corporate environment. It takes years. What what one has to focus on, if you are really a founder and you are building a team, you have to build your culture first. And the culture is you. Okay. So you build your team and you bring in people that work can work together as one as, as the two wheels basically moving right like that. Mm -hmm. That is like a bicycle moving. It took us three, two years or so of struggle, turnover, and everything to get to the team of people that were so passionate about this. And every over time, I figured out what my recipe was, what I needed to do is really look at people who themselves have gone through a lot of these things in their life, makes them very passionate about circulate. Once you're passionate and you have the skill set, it's a good marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like my team member, Joe, he's my growth hacker. He lives in Michigan. One day I'm going to get him be moving out to Chicago. But Joe, Joe's mom uh, passed away from cancer and she had written letters to him. Okay. That he found years later. So just that experience, he understood what circulate. So it pulled his string and he wanted to work with us. And we love that type of people who can feel what this technology can do. So that's how we've built our team with passionate people. My advice is going to be guys, don't chase titles, don't chase nothing, chase the people that passionately wants to be with you because there's going to be so many good days and bad days and the team that is strong together is going to stick in, otherwise it turns into lawsuits. Right. Do you, do you feel like don't always look at hard skills as well? Like maybe somebody doesn't know how to do it today, but they're going to watch 20 hours on YouTube and, but they have the right soft skills, they're right, they have culture fit. Me, I'm a, I'm a great example. I, uh, starting off learning a lot of things youtube is your friend but the the best thing i've heard somebody say that you can take knowledge and put it in front of people don't worry about it they won't use it that's a problem <laughs> that's true that's yeah. true it, it, it's so there is a there's a picture i saw in in i believe it was baghdad don't somewhere in the Middle East area. Okay. Right. Uh, there was books on the street they had left and the people said, why are you leaving all these books on the street? He goes, the thieves don't read and those read don't steal. That's a great quote. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's so you can leave that knowledge but many of them will never acquire it but youtube is your friend i mean i have watched every video about youtube about digital marketing running facebook ads how does google ppc works how to build a business plan how to talk to vc this unbelievable amount of content there okay but you have to have that founder sense some of them is just repetition and 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 pretty just not not good but you, there is great ones and you there is things that you can learn from that and everyone should be doing that just aimlessly browsing through youtube but about business things around with the voice search makes it a lot easy yeah that was the first two years like continuously and i still go on binges just acquiring knowledge because the more i can bring on to my team and things that i'm learning further out the better mm. it's somebody said it the knowledge or the amount of knowledge is abundant it's the desire to to get the knowledge is scarce it's 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 a human nature it's like we will ask a question but we won't google it for say there's a lot of, you can few tips right like you can just do that and you can save yourself 10 minutes type of stuff i'm a huge fan of just the fact that it's just do your research and learn 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 because you have to train your own people uh, nobody no team member just comes walks in polished ready on day one it takes time for you for you to keep polishing that gem and then when you bring them to the point where they're going to be a true assassins for you and that's where my team has been is just like i've been working mm -hmm. with them for a couple of years they understand a lot of my personality how i operate and how work and everything else there we have a separation we need to do certain things because we are a public technology right my customers don't care it's sunday and i have right. to be on a vacation <laughs> so we, we we're, we're in a different nature, but that's what the true team is, who's prepared to go with you for the five, seven, 10 years out. How do you, how did you go about art to validate the, the product when you, while you were building it, you were going through designs. What did you like? What was the process? Like, what did you do to put it in front of people? Yeah. The, uh, validation is a little overrated. Okay. But but uh, basically what happened is like, yeah, you don't need a product to show in order to get validation. That's what I mean. You can get right. very good feedback just through what your problem you are solving. So when we didn't have a product, we didn't know how to build that into UI UX that is gonna make perfect sense at that time. We talked about what this technology would do and what we heard from the folks, family members, loved one, friends, moms dads who's keeping a document folder moms who write a note every night to her kids because she, her parents had passed away and she never want her kids to face that it's it's like this i mean the, you i kept hearing things like oh you need to build this thing the world needs it a lot of my friends supported so we didn't have we didn't have a lot of like people saying oh my god everyone's so passionately involved and they their interest was like build it so i can use this technology for my family so when you get that type of uh, reaction from people, if you are a mm -hmm. human and you go like this technology can do so good for so many people, you're going to do everything in your power to make that work. And that's why we, we work so tirelessly. Right. Right. How do you, you um, have said before where you talk about raising capital versus bootstrap, and I know you're pretty, uh, you're very much on a bootstrap and, and at, at the very least at first, how do you, did you approach it to 
not obviously try to sell off the company too early to VCs. I uh, obviously I'm from Chicago. So our startup is in Chicago. So if we were in California, maybe the world would be a lot different. And I can explain a little bit of that too. Um, Chicago VCs are very meat and potato, right? Like if you make mm -hmm. a widget and a hammer and you put it in a box and you drop ship, you go to them, they'd be like, yeah, here's, you go the money and all that type of stuff. Chicago VCs aren't really, really advanced in technology. That's why you don't, not a lot of technology companies comes out of Chicago. So what happens to companies like us early on flees to West Coast, okay? Because for company like us, we can go on a couple of street over there, meet the VCs, we can get a lot more money because they'll over there, they'll just stamp you money based on idea alone, right? But again, you have to have relationship. In Chicago, you they, the idea is be there in business for 10 years, generate so many millions of revenue, and when you don't need the money, come to us. That's the attitude I see in Chicago. And so they're very risk averse, okay? And Rightly so, because that's what their main LPs are not. So don't count on Chicago VCs uh, to ever lead you the way. So my first initial thought was when I did talk to VCs and we, I talked to people around them just to understand what the mentality was. And podcast is also a great way to learn a lot. I mean, I, I've heard some of your podcasts around some of the things other founders have been talking about VCs, very similar. It's just these VCs early on cannot really help you. So you're wasting your time. Okay, you're too new to for them to take a bet on you realistically. So the first, the only thing that works, if you have an idea, put your money in it. Okay, if you if you don't have your money, then get a co-founder with money. Okay, and make sure that you have all your agreements in place when your divorce happens. Okay, you know. Right. So then the next natural step is going to happen is your friends and family members will believe in you based on what you're doing, if you're doing good thing, and they will come to you and they'll say, take my money. Okay, that's the valid, that's the most important validation. We got a million and a half dollars of friends and family money, okay? Wow. Of people literally coming in with 25, 50, 75, $100,000 checks of different people, different variations of it, is I want, I, I want to be part of this journey. I have friends who came to me and said, uh, the, it, one of my friends, Dr. Romy, and I'll remember this. He's like, I don't, I love circulate, but I don't care about circulate. I'm investing in you. I want to help and support you, what you're doing, because whatever you're going to do, I believe, stand behind. So it's that type of folks. Until you get that, because all those VCs and all would want, want to see all this. So you have to see some pre-work to do. Don't run for that VC money just yet. When you build all this, later on, if you build it right, these VCs will run to you and you will be the one sitting on the table and deciding which one to say. Right, right, which is super key, of course. You want to get that leverage. And uh, brilliant. And um, you also, Art, you also talked about uh, advice to young founders, which I was kind of surprised by. You, like you said, one of the really core things the young founders need to do is NDA. Always, like, always, always, always. Number one thing is, uh, is NDA. You are going to build something of value, okay? Uh, sooner or later, relationships are going to get strained, okay? And people are going to claim things that you are promised, supposedly, okay? You never want to be in that spot. If you're going to have serious business conversation with folks, it's only professional to get an NDA in place, okay, which protects you 
and the company long term because you want to make sure you if you to build anything big you have to protect that asset beyond the first initial years so all the foundation mm-hmm. get a trademark if you can get your dot com site if you can mm-hmm. even if you have to buy that way all of those things that you do early on will pay the dividends later okay right. and it's just unfortunately in the start it's just all about the money because we are sacrificing we are making decision based on what we can and cannot do based, based on the amount of money we have left so it's tough but certain things is just don't cross it because it comes back and bites you later if the winklevoss twins had an nda in place probably would have been a very different world today that is true actually that's a great point <laughs> you you had a you have a really uh, interesting personal philosophy which i like a lot you say you said every day i work my company gets more valuable That's Every, a good one. We, uh, the crazy thing about this thing is we, every w- day we wake up in the morning, we have five, 10,000 new customers coming in. Okay. Wow. We're 167 countries. And I'm not trying to say this thing in any other fashion, but to founders is, it's like when I started building it day one last year, this time, last year, one year ago, I had 30, 300 use members in the first 10 days after launching. And I thought that, oh my God, we, we're done. <laughs> There's no, nobody's really like, it's just all the things, all the obstacles people tell you, you can overcome that. We ended our first month at 50,000, then we became quarter million. Now we are about to crack 2 million downloads. So it's just all those things you will do and you will prove, keep proving the world wrong on that one because everyone will be like, yeah, you can do this, but can you do that? Yes. Somebody said that cross 10,000 first. Like, I'm like, we'll put 20 million, but then people will still be saying, but can you do 1 billion? Yes. Just believe in yourself because anybody else has no stake in this game. You. And you, um, was there um, any, like, a key trigger event? I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot, but like, was there one thing that when you were at 3,000, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it at aha moment because, of course, that downplays the whole uh, the whole uh, tremendous effort that goes into it. But was there something that actually triggered uh, that uh, floodgate? Yeah. yeah, we we early on le- learned like we what our members want from us. If you'll Google Circulate, you go on YouTube or anything. We just explain to people what we do and what we're gonna do for your loved one. Our messaging is simple and clean. Okay how we make money and what are all the traps social media companies do we don't like we don't sell your data we 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 don't even use the word social in ours is a curse word for us we we are truly building a generational practice we just we are very clear in our messaging and when you are able to deliver that people have less than six seconds to make a decision on you so when you are no name company it's very difficult so early years are gonna you probably gonna spend a lot more money in your marketing but that is okay but marketing aha moment is what you need to spend to get the word out if you have something of great value is the money that you ultimately need and if you're spending less than 50 in marketing i'm sorry i mean my marketing budgets are gonna go into 50 75 because we we have built a very good technology all that stuff we don't have the huge overhead like many big companies hiring 50 developers i mean our seven developers are doing 70 developers work <laughs> so we are very dedicated but it just we 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 are very fiscally responsible because again we are still bootstrapped we are going to get 
we see money coming at us and it's 21st onwards and next time i'm funded then i'll do an interview about that this process more with you guys again <laughs> that would be great actually we would love to have you back for that all right so when you speak to a lot of young founders a lot of aspiring founders what is the one thing that uh, you wish they've asked you but they rarely do uh what the, the biggest mistake a lot of people do is not asking for help there's a lot of people I suffered through a lot on my own. I wish I had a lot of sounding board there, it, but over time it will develop it. But so if you see somebody that's successful, be, go go find a way to get on their schedule just to get some mentorship. I mean, I myself seek mentorship. I have, I was I'm talking to a gentleman in Chicago from Map Ventures who has volunteered to give me mentorship. Like, how can you say no to amazing folks who are in the VC world and doing um, have done amazing things? Great marketing background. Get get strong people in your in your circle because those you need to learn a lot. Like early on, as a sponge, there is not a single aspect of my business that I don't understand. That's why I say I'm a very deadly CEO because you can't overcharge me, you can't scam me, you just cannot, right? Because I've been burnt and I've learned on a smaller scale to learn the bigger lesson now. So now I can I can do things that not many other CEOs can. So don't be afraid to get hurt a little bit because in the start you're gonna get roughed up because somebody is gonna charge you $7,000 for motion graphic work when the work actually <laughs> should be worth 500 bucks, okay? It's gonna happen, but learn fast, fire those people, never do business with them again. And, and even, uh, I assume our, your advice applies also to, even if you are building a company uh, and maybe that potential mentor is not in necessarily in the right industry that you have, they still get, it's still worth reaching out. It's like, it's not necessarily, oh, if they're not in e-commerce, then I'm not talking to them. I, I am, uh, so help can come in many different ways. And I'll tell you, there is a, there is a VC in Chicago, a company called Spiral Sun. And Mark Thoman is one of the founding partners and I met him and they are in the food business. Like they have no business in investing in circulate and all. But the knowledge these folks have and the people that they know, so it's just, it, sometimes it's just, you have to meet people without any agenda and see if there is commonality. They loved my idea so much that they wanna take me and help me get better. Those are the things you need to be open to. So just, you just get, get out, talk to people, meet people, but that's as a founder, that's your job is because a lot of these people have been founders themselves. So find the ones who have that soft part and the ones that are in it to just make a certain percentage of you. So you learn the difference quickly, which are the founder driven VCs and which VCs are just like a, like a Walmart, right? Cut blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to be in that type of, um, uh, like cattle herd basically because you get lost in those things and in, and in terms of um, where to find them obviously panels podcasts linkedin and any of these online places yeah one thing is like i want to come back to the thing that you had asked about the uh, the funding and all that type of stuff the thing the cycle i told you is like your money mm -hmm. uh, co-founders money friends and family close inner circle money that's the path don't bypass it because what happens is early on you can there's a lot of incubators that are popping up 
and you will see at time they will be they'll be so proudly saying for $150,000 investment we will take 6 to 10% of your company that's robbery giving up your 6 to 10% of your company for that yeah. much chunk of change is nothing okay right. that doesn't even cover the cost of one developer so a lot of people don't see that and they jump into a lot of those things so be careful of the incubators and the VCs. Do just do not be in a hurry to sell your company too early. Believe me. Yeah. It's because later on, as you build, go through some of this, you'll realize you didn't needed all that money just up front. You a lot of things you and your team can do. So why not keep working, build the value of the company? It's a lot less risk, and then there's a conversation of equal between VCs and you. I'm, I'm going to ask you this because I think this is a uh, would be curious to see what you say. Where do you find great people? Where did you where do you find people who have uh, the right qualities? And uh, probably a difficult an question to answer, but curious no, what you're going to say. It's uh, it's it's very interesting question because there's ways to hire, right? You can uh, get a recruiter and they'll send you all the resumes. I never based on hire based on that. So what happens is. I hire in my in my radius of network. So worked at a technology company, I'm connected with a lot of people. I and I'm one of those people who on LinkedIn pays attention when your job updates happens and things like that because I'm trying to understand who is doing what. Because ultimately right. I may need somebody who has money transfer experience that I need to tap into, or somebody with a project management experience. And I'm involved with the cricket league in Chicago. So we have a huge community of folks of people who have so much skill set. So I always hire, look at hiring people in the around me because I have somewhat idea of their character. Okay. And those are the ones I want to work with because I'm not big enough to just bring in resumes from nowhere, no knowledge, nothing, and be able to work with them. So startups, it's like family, you want to bring in close ones first that you can work on and they are able to stand you also, because you can be very annoying as a founder at times. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> always, always possible. Are expand your network, expand your network. That is network. the first place. There's enough people out there and I'll, I can, if this means anything, okay. My head of technology that has built this technology and this technology by God will be in billions of people's hand. I only found him out about what he actually, because me, me and him were friends. So uh, Rafi and I have been cricket league friends for God. I know him for 20 years, but we never talk about work. So if you understand the DNA among team members, like in your softball league and all, like you don't care about what you do in the daytime. It's, it's right. when you, evening you're playing, that's what you, uh, so one day he posted a job where he was hiring for developers for the company he worked for. So when he posted that job in our cricket league, I paid attention and I was like, what do you really do? And that's when I went to LinkedIn and I looked at him like his title says head of app development. I'm like, holy shit, I need to talk to him. So I text him at 11 o'clock at night and in five minutes or so he responded. And then we, I'm like, can we talk? And he goes, yes. I'm like, how about now? So 11 to 12, 30, one o'clock, we stayed on the phone two hours together. And that was the day he has been, Rafi has been a biggest, one of the biggest, this best decisions I ever made is to get a person of that knowledge and integrity 
and team play team first attitude to the team so bring on good people early is gonna save your organization bad apples early the faster you can see bad apple move push them out right and from from the founder's perspective is just be active online right po put stuff out post what, what the hell are you doing you are the brand so it's, it... you are the brand nobody nobody's gonna be able to market like press you can hire pr people all those things but they it's like somebody else doing the selling for you it doesn't work in the start founders these all these press media and everyone they want to talk to me so you are going to be a brand one way or the other figure out what type of brand do you want to be a one that is flashing your cars every day or the one that is top, is is built on a certain mission that you want to do right and you need your community's help so you'll figure it out but social media not being able to leverage social media is is just death sentence depending on i mean you you may be in a business that it doesn't include but i don't know any business that does not need social media there are there are very few now i think i, I don't know like it's probably whatever the market share they're shrinking <laughs> yeah it's it's people could have done this without this but it's just there's you have to get the word out in a very Absolutely. in a very Absolutely. busy world all right, this was such a lovely conversation. Thank you so much. So many great insights. We could do a lot of the short clips and slide decks from this conversation. It was amazing. And I'm so excited to, first of all, have you here right now, but also to do like a part two when, uh, when you get a boost uh, later. Yeah, and it's just like some of that because we are under NDA, we can't talk about it, but great things are happening. I mean, it's, we just know this. We do what we are supposed to do this month. We're going to end this year about with about 10 million members. That's amazing. That, any, yeah. uh, are there any, any messages to the audience, something you wanted to leave the um, entrepreneurs who would hear this conversation with? I say this with the bottom of my heart is to, when you want to become a founder, make sure that's what you want to really do. Okay. Because once, once you really believe and you know the reason why you want to do this, because that is going to be something that you need to be reminded of whenever it gets dark and it will get dark. <laughs> there will be dark days, uh, but when you have a good resolve and you, you can stand the test of this <laughs> and, and you have a good team, you'll, you'll make it. Things, things happen, things manifest when you keep thinking positively around it. So one of my thing is I do not say if you're a naysayer of some sort don't talk to me I don't need that energy in my mind so we're thinking in a certain way and we're going to keep working towards it everybody else can be there and tweet about it or whatnot but don't don't talk to me I don't contaminate uh, my mind with negative people keep surrounded by positive people that are going to encourage you because that's what what you need it's the in the end it's all successes on you no help is going to arrive from outside you're going to manifest things and then everything starts becoming easy where now is very effortless. Like Sergey, you and I start got in touch. I right. don't know how, how we did, but we, we got in touch and we had a great chat and we are doing this. It's just last year, this time it was difficult to get on a podcast because nobody had heard of, so it just becomes, things becomes easy. And it's a lot more fun when you start seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. 100%. Well, Art, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being a guest. Sergey, it was a pleasure. And I look forward to coming back on your podcast after I'm going to go through the funding process. The next story is going to be unbelievable. Super exciting. Well, guys, thank you for listening. This was another episode of Off the Record Show. And uh, this was Art Shaikh.
and we'll uh, post it soon. Um, tune in for the next conversation that we'll have. We'll have another great founder and uh, let, let, let us know what you think. We'll post it on LinkedIn all the time. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We're out. We are proud.